about isn't it interesting how um how bringer shows <laughs> have become the Harvey Weinstein to Connecticut comedians oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody had to go through them. It's so scandalous. Yeah. All but, of a sudden. Yeah, yo. It's just like, damn. Like, what did, did Harvey, is Harvey out of jail now? Like, it's <laughs> interesting how, like, all these guys have done them. So we've all been molested. Yeah. We've all been raped <laughs> <laughs> by these by these bringer shows. And this, now we're talking about them. This is our Me Too movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And a lot of the comedians that are doing it are just, like, they're funny dudes, don't get me wrong, but just, like, also they're psychopaths, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, I just I just saw, I just thought that was a very interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, it, it like out of nowhere just picked up like that whole was it last weekend? Yeah, it just swamped it. <laughs> just <laughs> oh man, then Colin James was like me versus every other white comedian. I like, know, <laughs> I saw that. Just like, hey, just like yo, Colin, I love you, man, but there's no contest, man. These guys ain't got nothing on me anymore. I, I was thinking of commenting just underneath, just like bro, I'll be there in six years. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's it just it's funny the shit when I saw that I was like what's happening with bringer shows nobody doing shows anymore I know so, bringer shows of course the first shows back are bringers though but the funny wow. thing is it's like and then I gave that and I said what I said afterwards yeah and no one you said had, anything afterwards you had the most measured response out of anybody <laughs> yeah everyone else was just like bleh, bleh. yeah everyone <laughs> on was, both sides yeah on both sides and everyone was saying but they hurt me they hurt me look what I did though they hurt they best, that's basically what all of them said like I love James Taggart more I call him Taggart because yeah. I love James but it's like that shit looked like who hurt you James when did these come to me when did Harvey do something to you <laughs> like, like, that's all the responses look like. I know. And then I, 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 I was, yeah, and I said, and I threw, you know, jabs at Tim Lovett. Got no problem talking shit about him. Mm -hmm. Not because what he did was bullshit. Um, and it was wrong. Um, you know, it was just like, yeah, like, do what I did, you know. Be measured, like you said, and yeah. still shit on somebody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, don't let it get too much to you. But. Yeah, one thing you always do in CT Comics that most people don't do is you think before you hit post. <laughs> <laughs> like that always makes you look a lot better than everybody. Yo, you know what I mean? I'm like edit my words afterwards. Yo, you'll always see edited after and my dude, name. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you ever look at some of the responses I have, you'll see edited. I was like, oh, I forgot that word. And then I gotta go back and do it. You know. And a lot of the guys that like are talking shit about bringers are guys who aren't gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. So like, I've done bringers. Like, I've had good experiences. I've had bad experiences. Yeah. Like I, I'm not doing them anymore. Yeah, because you, you, unless like, so I did the I did one before I think it was like end of last year. Yep. Uh, one of the comics ones because I wanted a tape. I yep. wanted a new tape. What? Boom. Mad people showed up. It's it's you're nice it. to have a tape on a comic stage yep. with people there. Exactly, and you yeah. use it for a promotion, just like I mentioned. Yeah. And 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 that's what they, like honestly, see a lot of the comics out here they don't see themselves as business people yet. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned it, like you know, with the, a lot of young comedians, you know, they don't. You know, some of them may not understand. It's like, yo, you guys aren't at the highest of value yet. Yeah, but you're still a company. But you're, you're still st a brand. But you're still a brand, and you're yeah. still who you are. You know, if you want to, you know, you're still an artist. Like, because I have trouble with friends that talk about, it's like it has to be one or the other. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm still an artist, and I'm still a brand. And, you know, it's like, dude, I walked away from $16,000, an opportunity yeah. to make that much money because yeah. of integrity. You know what I mean? Because if I decided to work with this person I didn't want to work with, I could have made that money and everything would have been fine. Yeah. But I decided not to because, because like, 
my heart meant more to me than anything else. So it's just like, like yeah, yeah, that's part of being an artist is you have to, like, you you watch Avatar: Last Airbender. Of course, well, you not see, the not the fucking movie, but the oh uh, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. The cartoon. But yeah. you see, they just walked away from the project too. The Netflix live, uh, they were doing a live anime or a live like show. They did, and the creators just walked away. They're like, I'm out. No, because this they're not going to let Shyamalan, look what the Shyamalan did to him I happen know. again. That was so bad. Hell, oh my that, god. Oh, I remember any, watching it. Yeah. The first scene, I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh, this is no good. Hell yeah. <laughs> if there's any time where racism and whitewashing is a good thing, it was in that movie. <laughs> Because if I was a black person or, or a person of Asian descent or, or Alaskan descent or anyone oh from goodness. that area, you know, I yeah. wouldn't want to be a part of that shit. No. I, I'm white. I didn't want to. Yeah. It's I just was like, like, oh, this is gross. Who's that? That's Aang? Yeah. Um, and they, they, they like, even messed up the names. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, That's they, like classic white people. We're going to make this ethnic. Yeah. They're going to like it. And then they were walking with garbage cans of fire and shit like that uh, because they couldn't bend it on their own. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, it's just... I, it took so long. Like, whenever Ong would try to bend it, like, it took like 45 seconds yeah, for any air. Joe, just put a fucking arrow in this motherfucker's between his eyes and it's a wrap for him, man. And the new Avatar comes out like a monthly. I don't know. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just, it's it's awful. And yeah. But to see like the comedians out here, yeah, just like, because got, we got nothing to do. Yeah, and yeah. The, like a lot of comedians. Now that I'm meeting a lot of comedians and knowing them, like I'm really, like a lot of them aren't artists. Yeah. Most aren't artists. They're they're great comics. Like they write the jokes, they write good jokes, and there's mm-hmm. nothing against that. I think comedy, you need the technicians, you need the Seinfelds, in order to push the technicality forward. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, a, but as far as the art is concerned, like I wouldn't consider Seinfeld an artist. No, I would consider Seinfeld somebody who. You know, who am I to, you know, this guy made billions. Um, yeah. You know, I would consider Seinfeld somebody who was a prototype. He's an yeah. archetype, rather. Yeah. You know, he's an archetype of a certain style of comedian. Mm-hmm. And he, within that archetype, he found his technical ability. Yeah. And manufactured it. And, you know, even some of the specials that, I mean, I couldn't, I don't think I've ever seen Seinfeld longer than 10 minutes on stage. You know, yeah. even like, even like watching it anywhere, you know, um, but yeah, just you get a certain archetype, and you just that's your wheelhouse, and you and there's ways of finding the technicality and the ways to uh, script it. Like, is there artistry with what he does? Yeah, to a certain extent, but he's not what you would consider a true blue artist. Who yeah. I don't know, like whatever you would, whatever an artist means to you. Like he's no Miles Davis. Yeah, exactly. He's you not, know, yeah. yeah, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, it works for him. Exactly. He's great at it. Yeah, but, but he's like, yeah, he, but if he's, that's what you're looking for, great, you found it. But yeah. if it's not, it's not. It's, but if you want to learn from someone who who has every single word to be important to them yeah. and 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 holds that high and and all that, then yeah, I would say yeah, yeah talk to yeah, it's time for the dude, but. Like I, when I first started, I was very Seinfeld inspired. The suit, the word economy, oh, yeah. everything there. I had every word, every beat, every uh-huh. measure. Everything was measured out. The mm-hmm. timing of every pause, every comma, every break, every syllable. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'm sorry, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you had to go through that shit, man. No, I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, no, I know, I just, but I know what you mean because yeah. it's like, but everyone, every comedian goes through that. Word. Exactly, they, they have to. They, they they do what they think they know and like I remember when Hannibal Burris popped off in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Every black comic was trying to sound like Hannibal. Oof. That must have been a rough time that was to be around. Annoying as shit. <laughs> it was so annoying because like here I am trying to do what I do. Yeah. 
and then all I'm seeing a bunch of Hannibals running around and you know at that time I was you know developing the style that I wanted to that I'm doing now and yeah. I remember doing shows with other black comedians and they would look at me like like I was out of my fucking mind yeah. well I mean you are but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah but, but in a good way yeah in a good way but yeah. and it, it just it was so bad because they I remember people um let me see okay okay So yeah, um, but yeah, no, that was Liz, you know, Liz Dufresne, everybody. Uh, just dope ass people. Episode oh. five. Oh, she was on it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I gotta listen. I, I just just subscribed. But though my throat, like I was saying, like a lot of the black comedians. I remember I would go and do my set, and I would just do the material that I've been doing, and I remember like all the other black comedians would just look at me, especially the ones that become established. They were like, they didn't know how to take me. They wouldn't yeah. say hey to me after a set. Oh, they, would, they would talk to each other. Yeah, oh yeah, man, that shit, yo, that shit happened all the time, dude. Yeah. And um, and I remember that, but they would go and do the same rhetoric that the other ones were doing. So they were all in a crowd together, and I was like by myself yeah. doing this fucking what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like, it was a very lonely time. Actually, most majority of me doing comedy was very lonely. Yeah. Um, but I had enough friends to get me through, mm-hmm. but... There was many, many performances that I can remember that it was, you know, outside of the audience. Um, it was, it was, it was an awful experience because it, you get off stage and everyone daps each other up, and then you get off, and then I get off stage, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah and but because they can't understand it, yeah. But then I'm getting a different reaction than they are. And then they're, they're partly, you know, jealous over it too. I want they, it, they yeah. want that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I, I started to think about that too. I remember even guys that are like, it's part of it. Yeah, it's all a part. I remember yeah. I was doing shit back in the day that comedians that you famous comedians now that I came up with are doing, they wouldn't do. But then they saw me and they were like, "Oh shit! Well, Rob's doing this." I remember one of my friends. Uh, I was I was doing a bit about my girlfriend, you know, about how I, like I think I wanted to kill her or something like that. Like, and if, if I were to kill her, it would be during the apocalypse in 2012, because it would be a great story and easy way. I would just send her to the store. Yeah. You know, say, "Hey, can you go get something?" And the meteor hits her face and shit. And then. And I started going to this whole deeper thing about like relationships and how hard they are and how aggressive and it's aggressive too. Yeah. And you know, and she being the audience, and then my friends were like, "Are you still gonna be with him after this?" <laughs> you know. And that, you mind you, at that time we probably been like nine years together. You know, nine ten years together at that time. So it was like, yeah, you know, eight nine, yeah, about eight to ten years together at the time. So, you know, but then I saw them challenging themselves on stage. Mm. And most and the guys who were white, they got put on real quick. Or the yeah. guys who looked white. I remember one one time I did this thing for Comedy Time T V. It was a nice little thing that they had on, you know, a website and shit like that back in twenty ten. It was a big thing, you know, for us. It was like you get I get to do a comedy time T V set. I had seven minutes. It's like, yeah, I'm ready, Ooh, let's nice. do it. Yeah. You know, um I was on one of my friends who's also Spanish was on regular comedy time T V. So when I did my set, I'm like, oh, let me see. I went to go look to see if I was on Comedy Time TV. I was on Comedy Time TV Latino because my last name is Santos, which is Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I guess Portuguese is some form of Spanish. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know I guess. And when I saw that, I was just like, fuck. And that's yeah. where it hits. When it, yeah. That's when I realized like, I'm not 
like them. I'm not in that category of mainstream, even though I can be mainstream, but yet they put me in that box immediately. Yeah. Because yeah, of frustrated. Yeah, because of material. Because one of the jokes I did was about how like um, I was with the Spanish woman, and you know, like I'm not really good at talking to women, and you know, so I'm with her, I'm hanging at her house and stuff like that. You know, I want to you know do something with the woman, but I can't because I'm nervous. And then, but then she starts getting on me, and she says, you know, I do the Spanish voice, like mira joven, <laughs> you know, say something to me I never heard before. Now, mind you, this woman has five kids. I'm like, yo, what the fuck do I say to a chick with five kids? And then I was like, I don't mind that you have five kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, ooh, Poppy. And, then, and it's like, I hit that. I fucked her. I had sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, was, it was amazing, you know? But yeah. that's was, and then one of them was like, yeah, she had like five kids that were all in the same grade. You know, like that type of shit, just fucking around with stereotypes. But because I had that style of humor and I do this, my ah joke where I talk about like, you know, this chick on the block who's like, yo, yeah, son, so I was with this one dude, yo, like, ah, 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 he ain't here no more. I'm like, he ain't here. Like, what happened to him? <laughs> And then I flip it and I bring it back on how I use it. But because I was doing that urban-based material, yeah. I was immediately put in the category of Latino. And it's wild. Yeah, it was very upsetting. It was yeah. very upsetting. And mind you, this is like my second year in the comedy. It was my Shit. second year in the comedy yeah. in New York, man. Like 2010 was probably the best year I had, like one of the best year. I probably performed over 500 times that year in New York City. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of play, man. That's nice. 2011, getting a lot of play, but I started falling apart because... Um, just kept seeing all my white friends get put on, and then like, yeah. yo, when's my turn? And a lot of homosexual things started happening. And people, yeah, oh, oh, this game is dirty, man. Like, yeah. yo, these people in Connecticut, yo, all you commas out here in Connecticut, man, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all not, yeah, listen, no. Y'all don't know what making it is. Y'all don't know what it's like to give up a part of yourselves in order to get there. There's a reason why, there's a reason why white guys are slapping Terry Crews on the, Terry Crews on the ass. You know, there's a reason why. Um, what's his name? Um, Tom Cruise is in Scientology from that casting couch. Flipped his mind up. Yeah. Terry Crews, yo. People sell themselves out. These Connecticut comics, man, to talk a lot of this shit out there. And think about bringing, like, you guys are so focused on bringers, man. Y'all motherfuckers ain't never gonna make it. Whatever that is. But yeah. you'll be confronted. Like, I was telling tell students, I tell you too, like, yeah. anyone that, the darkest things that you live and, and that, that affect you daily, you'll be confronted by. Yeah. in this business uh, you, you said that a couple of weeks ago and I've been like meditating on that the last couple yeah. of weeks and like every once in a while like I'll think about it and I'll just get really scared I'm like oh I really have to like I'm gonna have to confront these things They're like now it's like the first time I'm even facing it and addressing it yeah it, oh, yeah. Like, Whoa. and the thing about it is too white guys they don't necessarily yeah. have to face it as much as yeah. um, urban guys oh, or, definitely or black or whatever any yeah. comics outside especially if you're a, a female comedian then yo like kill yourself it sucks yeah. it really does there, yeah. there are so many great female comedians out there in general but you're confronted they're confronted every day by being sexualized it's awful yeah I, I try not to like I, I won't like I don't want to date a female comic yeah I, don't, I want female comics to feel safe because yeah. I, I love female comedy like I think it could be great oh dude I mean I grew up watching Mary Tyler Moore man I was a big yeah. fan of her yeah dude like <laughs> Like with female, like any 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 yeah. any comedian that's a woman that comes to my class, I I try to tell them, don't have sex with other comedians because yeah. you're no longer a comedian. You're you're just a 
just uh, someone who got fucked by one, yeah. by another one, you know? Exactly, and, yeah. And it'll take a while for you to get your reps back up mm-hmm. again until you get that reputation back. Because it's, it's an office, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like fucking a coworker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and gets be- around, but there's no HR. No, exactly. That's <laughs> until, like, a couple people, like, for instance, I stopped fucking with Katie Arroyo. Um, yeah, I'm just, I've been fucking talking shit about everybody. No, I stopped <laughs> fucking with Katie Arroyo because I like her. She's cool. Yeah. I think she's nice. She's sweet. She's funny. She's talented. She's oh, she, I stopped fucking with her because the same white guys that were fit, shitting on the women, she was still fucking with. Mm. She still she was still working with them. Yeah. It's like, yo, how are you about femininity and womanhood when you messing with the guys who've been shitting on the on your constituents? Yeah. You know, and I saw that and I'm like, oh, because you want to get put on. Getting confronted by something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so like and, and yeah, it's, a, I, it's yeah. an integrity thing. Totally you know, is, man. And you gotta I, go in with it. You gotta build it. I'm trying to build it. Like, <laughs> takes a while to find your lane. Like, yeah. I mean, I, when I was sometimes in the city, man, a lot of gay things happen, man. And I'm not saying like you know being gay is a bad thing, but what I'm saying is, it's like a lot of homosexual activity took place, from what I can recall. That's wild. That I I was that, never like, a part of, and I was upset <laughs> that I wasn't a part of it because I would like to get put on too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At least an invite. Exactly. Yeah. For real. It's just like it's like one day it's like one day they're doing college shows. I mean, they're doing fucking um. One day these one of the some of the comedians are doing um, fucking uh, shitty ass what we used to call them um, prom shows with me, and then like a week later they're at Caroline's. It's like, how you get that jump so fast? You know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they left management, the manager who was whatever, all of a sudden, now they don't like each other. I'm like, so what the fuck was going on between y'all? Yeah, something happened. And there was a slew of them that was doing that shit. Really? Oh, yeah, man. People tell me how great and how special I was, but I wasn't great and special enough to get fucked or get sucked <laughs> a dick or jerk somebody <laughs> off. You know, At least like, a little feel on the thigh. Oh yeah, man. People say, yo, people. The price of fame, <laughs> man. Yeah, people will sell themselves out so quick to get ahead, man. Yeah. So like com- comedians out here. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want them to experience that. Yeah. But if that's the cost of fame, they're not getting it here. Yeah, ex- ain't nobody. Yeah. Ain't nobody here. You know, jerk off worthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like that'll put you on. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like I, when I did yeah. this, like when I did when I did the set the other night, man, I was like, I was like, man, people say, oh, Rob, you're the funniest comedian in Connecticut. I was like, well, did Marshall Brandon move? Because yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah, and I that's me paying respect to him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, said, I've seen him, like once at Funny Bone. Yeah. He just shredded. Like, <laughs> nothing. Fucking animal. Fucking animal, dude. <laughs> Well, like you're, I mean, you know, you're you, like you're, oh. you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you had, you're very good as well. This is my buddy Rob, by the way. Oh yeah, for um, all you guys. Uh, might as well introduce you. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking shit in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, that's um, crazy. Yeah. I, listen, man. Like, oh, I look at this game, comedy, the desperation that seeps in. Yeah. It's fucking ugly. What and what an easy group of people to manipulate and abuse. It's the people who just go on stage like I need attention, I want affection. It's like people just come out and say that. It's yeah. like okay, we'll see. <laughs> why? That's why I do the workshop. Yeah. Basically, therapy for comics, man. Oh my god, yeah. You come out of here wiser and smarter and stronger than what you were, and you can combat those things. Yeah. Even better, yeah. It, it gave, like it gave me like a toolkit. 
to be able to not only address the jokes but to address my own emotions and like now I'm in therapy Mm -hmm. and like one of the first things I said was like I don't have feelings and I would like to (laughs) so she gave me like a feelings wheel so now I'm looking at it (laughs) but I tell you what though like feelings what do you want feelings or emotions you you know what I'm saying like you can like you know what I mean emotions (laughs) the thing well I tell you what when it comes down to emotions like feelings and or both rather like once you're able there's such a thin line between the two number one Um, number two what would you say the difference is Feelings is like if I, I, I felt that. Yeah. You know, when someone hits me, I felt that. Yeah. Um. Okay. It, the emotion is. Yeah. The, okay. Right. You know exactly. Yeah, the emotion yeah, yeah. is what comes after someone yeah. hits me. Yeah. So if someone hits me and my emotions tell me to hit that person back, that's my emotions protecting me, telling me that hey, somebody is uh, attempting to hurt you. Yeah. You need to combat this person. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to me with an emotion. So that's a tool. However, I can dis- the next layer of that is I can decide on whether or not if I want to engage in t- type of behavior. Yeah. That's the next level shit. Choice theory. Exactly, yeah. you know? <laughs> and just yeah. living dialectically with DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, man. And all those things sort of go into mind, come into play, man. And when you do that and with that choice how would that directly affect other things around you chaos theory you know what I'm saying so it's like being mindful is the only fucking way your emotions you don't you don't need emotions really Mm. maybe some feelings like when someone makes you feel good and they say something you know what I'm saying like maybe that's something but then again you can still identify why it was that you felt good in that moment well the issue for me was that I wasn't capable of having them and I would just become so emotionally frustrated and I wouldn't know what to do with it. So what I started doing is when I was driving around, I would just scream mm-hmm. at the top of my lungs until I had no air left. Mm-hmm. And then the, the emotion would finally come out. Yep. And I remember the first time I did that, I just remember screaming and screaming. And then my eyes started to well up and yeah. I was like, I'm sad. And I, I didn't even know I was sad. And then I was like, I'm sad. Like, I just recognized, and I was so happy, I couldn't even cry. Uh, Oh, yeah, that feeling of emptiness. I totally, yo, I've been there. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, though, like, feeling that empty is fine, man. Like, you're not empty. You're just content. The only thing is, it's like we're programmed to believe that the way we, that thinking and feeling, like, feeling and having emotions is, is something you need to have at all times. Like, a lot of people that are combating others about certain things aren't in tune with their own emotions from time to time however if you're in a space where like you don't necessarily need emotion you know what i mean it's a tool yeah you know there's so many people that are weaponizing it that has gotten out of hand yeah you know um like if you can find a way to under it's, i call they're like spider senses man mm. it's all it is it's just think of it as a spider sense when something happens you know, something sad happens and you're crying is because, you know, your body or your mind is telling you, your emotions are telling you that you want something to change. Yeah. Same thing with anger. Identify what it is when you actually have them in the moment. The issue that you might have and that I've had in the past is the extremes of it. Yeah. You go from either feeling extremely sad or extremely angry and then nothing in the middle. You know, and then when you're like a girl or something like that, it's like falling in love for the first time all over again. Yeah. That's <laughs> something I work with my therapist, too. Yeah. She, she's like, yeah, you take all your emotions, and every time you meet a girl, you just... Yeah. And I did that. Like, I, I would like this girl. I 
took a weekend trip to Italy. Three days. Yeah. Just to see her. We went all, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. Didn't even have the balls to kiss her. Couldn't do anything. And I, I just went totally full tilt for her and didn't actually commit to anything. And then it yeah. didn't work out. Because you're not equipped. Yeah. You're, because you don't have the tools. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you weaponized your emotion there. And then when you went to cock back on the chamber, you pulled it back because you weren't ready. Because your mind and your body weren't in tune and you weren't able to do it like even now like i i'll be honest like i like i think i had sex with my girl for the first time in like seven months six seven months like a two, few days ago maybe like almost a week no like about yeah. three five days ago and it was nice but it was it weird because i am so used to not getting a certain type of affection yeah i used to be a machine all i used to listen i was i used, i legitimately felt like i was a fuck stick so I would go and you know do my thing on the low and do all these weird do these things with these women because I had all these mommy and daddy issues and I was considering and I was consistently trying to find out like how I could feel whole again and how I can be a human being because I just started chasing and then my girlfriend you know a long time ago when she caught wind of it like I used to love it when she caught me out because then she actually paid attention to me because yeah. I could only get it up and be engaged when it was in a negative connotation. You know what I'm saying? In a negative yeah. context, it was the only way. So, like, sneaking around was, like, the if, because I didn't truly get that type of love growing up. It was yeah. very hard, very tough. Yeah. And even doing comedy, you know, like, the comedy alone, through all this, like, grew up alone. So, to have someone pay attention to me outside of my relationship was, turned me on a little bit. But then, either during the after did not. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it, but even yeah. then, after a while, it's like, it's like, how many can you get off until you... Until you're like, yo, I, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm st- you start crying during and after it. Mm. You're empty, but you still go and do it because you're sick. Yeah. And but because the way we look at monogamy and you know in the Western world, it's a lot different for us because you know. I mean, you see the memes and stuff like that, and the shit that people say about like you know when a man does this and cheats on you and all this and that. It's like, but you don't know what that man is going through. You don't know. Well, men, everyone who says women are so, like, hypersexualized, so are men. Yeah. We're a hypersexual society. Yeah. But that's, yeah, it's ingrained in us. I mean, look, we're all. There's a certain amount of expectation for men to have sex. And if you don't, like, like, if you can't go around and tell everyone about your escapades or your Mm -hmm. accomplice, no. It's all conquest. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you gotta understand, like, because for myself, like, doing that and eventually when I was became mindful and did the DPT stuff and I realized that being in that mood was just an emotion was just like yeah. was just a tool I was able to disregard it and not fall victim to that yeah. so I would go ahead and you know do my thing with these women and it was like it was all transactional mm. so there wasn't yeah. any there was no lead up it was just alright we're here let's do this and keep it moving there was yep. no real lead up so I didn't know how my body would react to being wanted because I had my my girlfriend was so turned off by what I've done, rightfully so. It's like, how are you gonna, you know? So how is she going to engage with me that way and want me that way, if I've done all these things to her that have hurt her, but in turn I was hurt too? She would say something along the lines like, "Oh, I thought I wasn't good enough for you," and then I would say to her, "I thought I wasn't good enough for you." Yeah. It just so happens we look at men cheating as a bad thing. This is what it is, which it is bad. You don't get me wrong. However. Find out what's happening with that man. So we go into conquest, right? Mm-hmm. 
all our lives we're taught like when you're a kid it's like oh yeah that's my like oh yeah this is yeah this is Miles he's my little boyfriend yeah, you're already being taught that you're. Dude, I proposed dominant. to a girl in kindergarten. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah I yeah. stole my mom's wedding yeah, ring. We talked about and that. Went down yeah. on one knee. Yeah, dude. Because okay, yeah. yeah, we're we're taught from the beginning. Yeah. To take. Yep. We're taught from the beginning that we have high status. Yeah. We're taught from the beginning that we are men and men need to be need to be this strong. Do this. Exactly. We need to be no strong. No emotion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we. It comes out in a negative way. Exactly. So by the time we're in our tweens, we have a certain expectation, right? And then testosterone kicks in. It's game over. Oh hell yeah! And then now, now we've been now now you've trained us to be a certain way since we were kids. Now we have testosterone kicking in, so we have those two ideals kicked in, and now we're ready to go. So let's take all this shit. Let's fuck whatever we can, yeah. you know, and then go tell our friends about it. And then that girl's a slut, and that girl, then and, and then that's what happens. See, we we're programmed to be this way from the beginning. Yeah, and but of course it's gonna end a disaster. Like <laughs> exactly. So who's at fault? Is it the men that are partaking in this stuff, or is it the system that's created us? You know what I'm saying? The system and the society. And it's we need, especially in today's society, we need a serious restructuring of sexual morality. But but we need to find society societally acceptable lines. Right, but this is the thing, though. All those people. This is the funny thing. This when we come about faith and emotions and all this shit. When it comes down to it, all those people that that have told you, myself, or anyone to be a certain way, they all did it. Because they thought it was the right thing to do. Mm. And when you feel that way and you do those things, you have President Trump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. In his mind, he's doing the he's doing what he feels is right. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what it is. So like when you have a contingent of people being trained and brought up that way, and people that I mean like who've been that way and think they're doing the right thing, it's like you gotta change the programming of every generation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and and that's how it works. Yeah, and so, it's got to start with the individual. It's got someone needs to step up and do it. Right. And like one of the things with Trump is like I don't even think he like he doesn't care what he does at this oh, point. Boy, like oh boy, is the greatest. His his uh, supporters like Chappelle said this in his last special. He's yeah. like, don't be worried about him. Mm-hmm. He's not the what do you say? He's not the hokey pokey. Yeah. It's not what it's all about. It's everyone else, and that's yeah. true. Yeah. And like his supporters. I, I just got like I, I'm not voting for Trump like I'm not a Trump guy mm-hmm. I just got accused today someone was like yo are you up on my nads or are you a fan of uh, uh, orange pedophiles and I was like I'm up in your nads dude like that's where I'm at like I'm not a Trump guy like, yeah, if, <laughs> if, if, if that's the case nads who's that stand for Oh, like, you no know, balls or oh, balls. Ball yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, someone was yeah. actually no, no. like, because Nads, <laughs> and then someone is a politician who has the, you know, for Nads. You know, that people oh, do no. that shit. No, I was no like, like, dude, I'm up in your junk. Like, that's it. Like, nah, I'm like, a Trump guy. I'm like, yo, first of all, fuck you to both. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck who you, who you want. You know, kiss my ass. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Go about your business. Yeah. But if somebody were to present that to me, I would say to him, it's like, okay, why do you feel that way? Yeah. What about the situation that's got you? thinking it's got to be one or the other yeah what is it about how you're thinking and feeling that makes you come up with this and say it with such um vitriol vitriol and indignance oh yeah you know what good I'm word. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the problem i've been saying this to my girl for years like the problem with people when it comes down to like 
Me Too movements and all this shit. It's not the actual movement itself. It's the indignance of the people that are involved in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've been hurt a lot. I've been hurt. All of us been hurt. But there's a way about going about wanting justice and not being a fucking piece of shit about it. Because right? yeah. I remember watching, what was it? I think, what, was it Olivia Munn? I remember watching her ass Alyssa there. Milano? No, no, Olivia no. Munn was one of them too. But, oh, okay. I mean, but I remember her just like, just having this coy smile. I'm like, damn, she really thinks she's doing something right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she really thinks she got it. And and and, and then what Chappelle was saying, too, is like, yeah, y'all got what y'all want, but they're coming for you, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, once they get strong, it's a wrap. Like, yo, yeah. yeah, you can wave them a certain way, but the point is, it's just the fact that their emotions control them so much yeah. that they felt that they were in the right. Mm-hmm. They were in the right, but they were so indignant and classless about it because men themselves have been. But remember, the generation of men who've been brought up a certain way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's what it is. Yeah. And you and identifying. Yeah, and the gen- these identity politics, man. How much of it's really real? Like None of it. It's yeah. all bogus. It, it, and it's all so polarized and like the media, both sides, all they do is just try to yell and make people feel things because mm-hmm. it's good for ratings. Oh, yeah. And people say all the time, well, the news is built to scare you. It's like, no, the news just presents you with information. Yeah. You're the one who's scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, trust me, when I'm, there's a lot of, like, I have, like, this is my friends who I love dearly. Um, I collect cards. I kind of fell out of it a little bit because I've been busy for the past few weeks. But I'm tired of collecting cards a little bit because the reseller game is ridiculous. Let's just say, for instance, a pack of cards that's like a box of cards that's like twenty dollars for like a basketball card, because everybody wants Zion Williamson and you know all these other rookies. That box goes for twenty dollars at a Walmart. Somebody will buy all the boxes up, then go online and sell them for two hundred bucks, and people will buy them. Yeah. So my buddies, we were like, we were we do Facetime a lot, and one of my buddies had another guy, another guy, I guess it's one of his classes. He was talking with him, and he sounded like a really nice dude. White guy, really nice guy, cool, you know, seemed like a really, he seemed like a guy that I, I could talk to and, and, you know, converse with about cards. Now, I used the Chappelle line about, like, the guy, then he was talking about, like, the reseller game, and he was talking about how he goes about getting his cards and shit. And I was like, I texted him, and I sent him a group text, you know, with my friends, like, man, this dude's information about cards is making my penis all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, yeah, which is basically turning me off to the whole thing, because... Yeah. You know, he talks about how he gets there early, he has somebody on the end, and he's like, yeah, you know, come to register eight and I'll sell you all the cards. I'm like, fuck, now you can't, you can't just buy one or two boxes and then just have them for yourself. So then some, but, but you can't because someone else might come in and take all of them, the system, right? And we got the exactly, system, right? Yeah. So I got to take, 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 take. And on top of that, then, but I can make money off this now. Well, yeah. let me go ahead and resell them for the X amount of, pro- and, and get whatever money from them. You know, sell them for double, triple, for whatever, you know? Yeah. And just hearing him talk about that just turned me off to it. Oh, yeah. And I said that in a group text. It's like, yeah, and then, you know, like, and then my buddies, you know, kind of coming back at me with the old penis soft thing. I guess, I guess we're, we're making your penis soft, too. It's just like, no, man. It's like, you know, like, no, I just, his information, he seemed like a good dude, but his information just turned me off. Yeah. And but then, you're yeah. interested in doing that. Yeah, exactly. And it takes then, the fun out of it. It's, it's just so, business now. Right. And it's a cutthroat one. And for cards? Ex- like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And my thing was, it's like, yo, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Yeah, why would you? Exactly. So, then what ended up happening was, he was like, yo, but he's a good dude. You know, he's like, it's like, yeah, I never said he wasn't a bad person. Yeah. 
I just and said you didn't I didn't even like say that was a bad thing to do. You just yeah. said I'm not into this. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But however, exactly. <laughs> that was actually the least controversial thing you could have said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but it just it got to a point where it's just like, yo, when I said that to them, they couldn't comprehend what I was trying to say because in their minds they went to what they're programmed to think, which is you talked about uh, you know, like the sensationalism of negativity, yeah. which is making it bigger than what it really is. Mm. So when I say that, yeah, I'm not feeling this, you know, it's like, ah, you know, makes you not want to do this. And then it's like, oh, now all of a sudden, oh, so what you're really trying to say is, Rob, is that he's a bad person. And, you know, I was like, no, I'm not. And I said, and I was like, yo, I, I, I'll talk to y'all later. Yeah. Because we, 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 we weren't going to, we just... Yeah, it wasn't going to. Con- yeah. yeah, and they they weren't ready to hear you. No, and yeah. and like my grandfather had a saying in Italian: "Is non è per me." It's just it's not for me. Yeah, that's it. Non so, è per me, no it, judgment, just right. And then in that moment, I finally understood what Bernie Sanders felt like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're saying all these things, that, like, but no one can understand or relate to it. It's like, yo, I fucks with Bernie to a point. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and everyone's like, you mean this. And yeah. he's like, hold on. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? And and it just got to that point, man. I was like, ah, now I understand it, man. And like with Trump, with old boy, like he understands how to manipulate people, man. Oh, so good. Man. Yeah, he's fucking Like expert. every politician does that. Mm-hmm. You have to. But he does it on a level no one's seen before. Yo. That's like... That's uh, that's like free market manipulation. Like he really has been working at it. Yo. That was his business. Yo, how he's gonna turn this whole presidency into an idea, IMDb credit, man? That's all this shit's gonna be. He turned firing people into television programming. Yeah, that, man. Who can do that? I mean, who can no fucking one... bankrupt so many different things and still come back on top? I mean, I it's just one of those deals where it's like you you look at it and you see. That's where you see the inequity in our world. Yeah. You know, when you see a guy that does these types of things and but not only does he do it, has no remorse, but he never had to show it. Yeah. So why is he gonna do it now? Dude, he's grabbing women by the pussy. Think right. he's showing remorse? Right. So, it's, it's so far down his list. Oh, totally. <laughs> and, and and justice probably yeah. and then because of that, like, you think he gives a fuck about your facts? Nigga don't give a fuck about anybody's fucking facts. Like, yo, I'm president of the United States. Suck my dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's his whole mantra. I'm president of the United States and you're not. So fuck you. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Dude, dude, like, during the campaign, the 2016, he was like, I could shoot someone on Fifth Ave. No one would care. Yeah. And everyone's like, he said he's going to kill people. It's like, that's not what he said. Yeah. What he said is true. Right. But not cool. Right. But the thing <laughs> is, though, it was so fucking honest. Yeah. That you had to respect it. Yeah. He is... I, I forget who said it, but someone said he's the most honest, dishonest person ever. He is, man. Because he just, he's totally unhinged. Like, the mm. one time he's like, they're like, well, what are, you, what are you doing now? He's like, oh, we're about to make a weapons deal with Saudi Arabia. It's a great deal. We'll make a lot of money. And everyone's like, we're just selling them stuff? And everyone in the deep state is like, dude, you can't say that. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, it's a great deal. We're making a lot of money on yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the crazy shit is, it's like, he just doesn't he hasn't doesn't have a filter he, no. he doesn't carry a briefcase with him he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't do he, anything yeah he doesn't yo, his he, desk is clear yeah he, yo he just basically gets up and like alright fuck it Let's see what happens that's how he runs <laughs> yeah. his shit which I kind of respect yeah. just you know not doing it with the country <laughs> uh, maybe on a smaller scale yeah exactly <laughs> but the fascinating that's the fascinating part about this man because he's just unapologetically himself and yeah. you know and, and he goes about doing his things like he's not gonna he doesn't he's not gonna change even 
No matter what, because he never had to. And and the thing is, it's like this is why I was saying, like, it was always going to get to too. Like when you say you don't feel stuff, it's like at least you're not a narcissist, man. Because that's a narcissist. I'm definitely a little narcissistic. I don't I mean, know if I'm diagnosed, but, but I, you know what? But yeah. you're you don't have those narcissists. You see the narcissistic fits he has. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when he, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, dude. Like when he like that's when he was holding that Bible up. That was a narcissistic rage. Uh, that was the worst when, when yeah. he did the Bible thing. Because then people like they've asked him like, "Is that your Bible?" He goes, "It's a Bible." Yeah. It's a Bible. It's not. Yeah. And then they go, "What's your favorite verse?" And he goes, "My favorite verse." And they go, "Yeah." In the Bible, he goes. All of them. Oh, They're all great. Them. I like them all. Yo, and that's <laughs> As if someone's going to get offended. Yeah. You're like, yo, you didn't say Matthew 5, 24, you dick. <laughs> like, but, but, but there will be someone that does that. You know, yeah. there, you know, there's people that are in the PG that, that listen to PGA things, and they will call in to people. They'll call in if their birds aren't indigenous to the course. Really? And to the area in which the course is being played the on. Birds, they fly. Yeah, they but if you, let's say you, you know, you're in a certain part of the country, and then you know, you have a toucan. <laughs> being, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute, toucans aren't in Georgia? <laughs> like, somebody would do that. Yeah, but that's nuts. Because people put meaning behind certain shit. Like, funny thing is, it's like, I, people don't understand this. You know you know how you kill Trump? Yeah. Don't pay attention to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would go ballistic, but mm-hmm. he'd implode. He'd run out. Yeah. If, if the news just stopped talking about him, mm-hmm. he'd lose his mind. Yeah. He'd probably quit. No, no, he would do something else. He'd do com- something totally outrageous. Yep, and then he'll keep doing it until yeah. we realize that it's like, wait a minute, so you guys aren't looking at me, okay? Yeah. And, or you attack him for, well, you can't necessarily attack him, really, because, you know, with narcissists, you have to either, A, ignore them completely, and just, you have Walk to away. leave them. You have Which to is leave hard them. when you're the president. Yeah, but ex- exactly, <laughs> but, but America's not ready to do that. I yeah. guarantee you, if we just stop watching television or stop looking at... Like I don't watch I don't watch TV anymore. No, me either. Yeah, and the main reason why because it's too white. It's not why I did it, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. But no, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I sort of like I believe that. Yeah. yeah, you know, like why am I gonna watch this bullshit? Yeah. It's just like I, what I do is if I do see a movie or a television show, I'll press info on my ex, my ex shitty cable, and um, <laughs> yeah, and I will look at all the faces that the cast and crew and all the cast and the producers and shit like white, 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 Asian, white, 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 black, maybe you know yeah, it's, it's yeah. just majority is white. So I stopped watching it because of that. Damn, yeah, and you know, and I the black centric shows are great, but you know, I've seen that shit before. I've seen, look, I I don't care for watching the, the uh, black person struggle anymore like I don't black struggle in America means nothing to me anymore because yeah. I'm living it you know what I mean like it's yeah, different yeah. you know what I mean it's just like oh okay great it's on TV and yeah. now other white people getting, or whomever it is yeah. can finally pay attention to like, it like that story needs to be told but mm-hmm. you don't have to watch it like listen to it like it's entertainment be right. entertained Right, like by sh- yeah like Beijing, yeah. By, by show Beijing on both sides is about a comedian with mental health issues yeah boom let's yeah. see what happens there yeah, and there's some race that is involved in there too, but like, but it's but, not like the traditional coming like coming of age story that you that you would see in terms of, you know, what I've seen on television. I mean, look, there's some other shows there, like you know, like um, Insecure. I think is a pretty good show. I've never watched it, but I know it's a pretty good show. I remember watching that woman mm-hmm. do her show on um, when she did it on YouTube before she got put on. So that's about her life being around the people that she's around and just you know being insecure and shit like that so that's one of those shows that are out, like an outlier yeah, in a yeah. sense too but they're still dealing with issues of race and pro- but I but I don't know because I never really watched it Atlanta I watched the pilot you know 
Last OG. I love Atlanta. Yeah, people love Atlanta. I yeah. watched the pilot episode, you know, and I read the script, and the script yeah. and the pilot are two different things. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The beginning of the pilot. The beginning of the pilot, um, Earn is supposed to be... No, was it Hearn? Hearn. Hearn is supposed to be at a... In the script, he's supposed to be at a, um, a hearing at college for whatever it is that oh, he's supposed well, to get done. Oh, just kicked out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't in the pilot episode. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, there's a couple things. Because they, they do, I watched, I think, all of it that's out, mm-hmm. and they never address why he left school. Yeah. they uh, He's just there, so I think maybe they wanted to save that or leave some sort of mystery. But Which I kind of, I kind of like that they did that, but they did yeah. address it. They did try to give it a, a, give it something in the beginning. Interesting. You know, and I yeah. sort of, took that idea and put it into my pilot yeah. you know sort of like yeah let's not talk about why what was up with Rob maybe we'll figure it out as we go maybe we won't who knows yeah. this is just a dude just trying to live life yeah, and yeah. He's surrounded by all these different people um, but but yeah like so that's the thing it's just like so when uh, so like that's why I said like, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV because of that and because it's like like the narcissism and or just like like for instance, fall sports like the SEC. Oh, those guys are fucking assholes, man. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna play anyways. Like these, yo, these guys are risking all these people's lives. You know, they go fuck. You know, but because they don't have to, because they never did have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So how are you gonna make somebody empathize with these kids when they never fucking had to? It's like, yeah. yo, if you can play ball, then I might like you. Yeah. You know, it's just like college sports. Like it's just a football breeding school like that's mm-hmm. like a big like sports schools like they don't care about education they want to get the money from the program boom that's yeah, it but it's all lies it's all, it's all, yeah. all bullshit and it's all it's all a system yeah. that's been college football's been around for 150 years or so yeah and the system has always been the same and the, um, I think back in 2015 the uh, Northwestern tried to unionize and they shut that shit down quick they they oh, were yeah. they were making some strides though, but they shut that shit down real quick. Yeah, I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Yeah, but where were where, where were like the other athletes, like big time athletes standing behind them on that one? None of them did. No, you know what I'm saying? Like where was LeBron, LeBron on that one? You know what I'm saying? Like where was, <laughs> yeah. you know where was Cap Neil on that one? Cap, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. these these black athletes. Yeah. You want to stop? I know what he was doing, which was you know against police brutality and all that stuff, and then yeah. eventually it just grew into other other shit. But if you guys want to stop something from taking place and to really be a part of the and change yeah. the structure of what's happening well that that's where college is where athletes become a commodity exactly that's where it happens and, and yeah the college programs make so much money and none of that goes to the athletes exactly and yeah. and that opportunity for if they would have had a prominent athletes back them up on that shit oh th- yeah that could have really pushed had some them weight Totally would have had yeah. some weight, but because they could just go straight to the league if they're that good, right? They can do whatever right out of high school, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But none of those black athletes did that shit. So yeah. all these black athletes that are kneeling and doing all this shit, yo, all y'all full of shit, in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. it's just like, but when we had an opportunity to gain strength yeah. and to become better and to buck the system, none of y'all were there for it. Yeah. But now, because kneeling and wearing a shirt. And yeah, we love Cap. Wearing a number seven shirt, in our in their minds, is the right thing to do. Because a lot of it's mm-hmm. performative. A all lot of it is just the virtue signaling, and mm-hmm. which not all of it is, of mm-hmm. course. Right. But like some of it is for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, I look yeah. at, like, LeBron is a poser. He's a big-time poser. Yeah. You're um, pretty consistent on oh, that. Very. very with well, me or him? No, you. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's a piece of shit. Well, him too, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, because it's like, yeah. you, you, you watch him, and his behavior is, for one thing, for one thing, only make himself look good. Yeah. And, um. Which like, cost. dude, he's great at basketball. Mm-hmm. Give him that any day of the week. Yeah, but the dude has a 12th grade education. How smart is he? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm a, I have like, I only know so much. Yeah. Why do you think I have Liz helping me out? Liz yeah. knows a hell of a lot more than yeah. I do. She's but college. The difference educated. is, you know what you know, and you yeah. speak on that. Right. Yeah. And the thing about LeBron, like, I remember last time he tried to have an original thought. It was about um, China and Hong Kong. Yeah. And after a while, he said something stupid and ignorant. And they're like, all right, no more China. Oh, no yeah, more China. The, oh, yeah. Russell Westbrook, all you these guys. You cannot talk about that Hong Kong or anything yeah. in uh, in the NBA. Yeah. You see, because now they're personalizing all the jerseys. You can put a catchphrase. You can put, like, I can't breathe or, mm-hmm. or uh, BLM. Whatever it is, you can put whatever catchphrase. If you try to write Hong Kong, yeah. it won't let you. Exactly. Or I mean, LeBron should basically be on that on that court with saying, China pays me. Yeah, you know right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's like he can't wait. China for... checks. Yeah, exactly. You know, the monies they cross over. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's... but that happens all the time with China. Like, even like Disney sells out to them all the time. Yeah. Like, any company that does business with China, they have to censor their stuff. Yeah. Same like with the Middle East too. Like, yeah. I don't want to go out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like, but they, but you, the, the 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 taking, the conquest. Yeah. You know, especially when you're LeBron, and you've been told that you're great since you were 15 years old. Yeah. And then you got a Hummer that. Your mom could not afford, yeah. but yet, like nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, like, come on, you're like for real, you know? Yeah, what yeah. I mean? And it's the same selling out you were talking about with comics, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. you just sell part of it to get to a certain place. Yeah, man. Like I was saying on stage, like no one gives a fuck about my mental health struggles because I'm not the, you know, the king of Staten Island. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just the truth. And yeah. then I like that joke. Oh, I appreciate you. Nice. You know, and I know old boy too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. comedy together. We came up together. I haven't no, talked I to him in years. I know that's, that's why I like you. Know what I'm yeah, you know what I mean? Just, but it's the fucking truth. It's this yeah. young white boy who who who, who I don't want to. I mean, he's funny, but he's a young white boy who's yeah. very you know very engaging, very popular. You know, and he's but he got sensationalized, and now yeah. look at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then the thing I didn't like was when he dated Ariana Grande and his fucking that bitch's fans fucking annihilated him yeah. you know yeah. because they all felt they were doing the right thing that's I what know. I mean like all, yo, our minds and our emotions yeah. yo they, listen man these athletes these, yo, no, yo I don't respect many of these guys I, so I, don't, I don't even like watching sports anymore because of that shit because all these guys are full of shit it's like, and the thing is that people like I used to watch frisbee. <laughs> listen, I used to watch ultimate frisbee every now and then. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Look, this is the thing. Like, yo, when when corporate, I remember watching Dave Chappelle talk about this. When when your art, when art meets corporate interest, mm. that's when it gets really interesting. Yeah. So LeBron, like for instance, um, what's his name? I think The Rock and Vin Diesel having their contracts that they can't get beat up on screen. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Because it's all about an image and a look. Yeah. Why do you think every time LeBron James loses in the finals, they always make up an excuse for him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the telling when it comes to the, like LeBron to me is not that dude, man. And I've been saying it for years. But since he's so good at basketball, if you say that, if you say that, like, yo, look at his behavior. And it's like, oh, but he's the GOAT. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but look at his behavior, though. He, he's, he didn't step up. But yeah, but he's still MVPs and he still won the championship. Yes. Yeah. Great. But look at what he's done <laughs> when he left to go to Miami. He wanted to be the bad guy. He tried to do that shit, and it was like, nope, can't do it. Let me go back home. Let me go back home to Cleveland. Have everyone like me again. 
lose in the finals, win one, and then now everyone's going to love me some more. And now my it's cemented. Mm. Look at Kobe Bryant, for instance. I'll use another example of image and all this bullshit yeah. that we look to. Look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant didn't become Kobe Bryant until he, until he allegedly put his thing in that white girl's butt. You know what I'm saying? In Eagle, Colorado, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Very important word. Very, very important <laughs> word. And then people don't realize the Mamba mentality, that nigga snitched on Shaq. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, yo, but Shaq was doing it too. <laughs> like, people forget that. People forget the mama mentality was a snitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, like, these are the yeah. things that we gloss over, but people can change, right? Yeah. They're, they're an image, they're an icon. Exactly. Yeah. So, this is what happened. So, when he went through the, you know, that stuff, he, I think, I think Adidas dropped him, maybe. Can't remember 100%, but he was a sneaker free agent. So, he was being courted by Reebok, um, Nike, yeah. and I forgot another company. So this was so when he finally signed his deal with Nike, this is what he did. Signed his deal, you know, changed his number. Mm, yeah. So immediately take away that rebrand. Totally shifted. Yeah. He went from I want to be like Mike too, with the McDonald's commercials to the mama mentality to the asshole. Yeah. It wasn't until that moment where he fully became fully realized and became who he was. But it took that tough situation and he had to confront I mean, he was always a killer he always wanted the, your heart and shit like that but he was always trying to like create this image that wasn't him 100% but then when he got caught out with that shit and then he had to cry on TV give his wife that big ass ring say forgive me forgive me forgive me change your num- his number so you can forget what number 8 did yeah. <laughs> and see what number 24 is doing he had an entire overhaul of his image yeah you know what I'm saying? And look at how he's remembered now. Revered every 24, like... Yeah, 8-24, yeah. you know what I'm saying? His daughter, all this shit. Yeah. Well, people don't... And this is another thing, too. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to the lawsuit. The this, lawsuit. Is what this, this is the shit that's happening right now. People don't... People ain't paying attention to this. I'm not. So, Kobe... This is what I'm thinking. And people probably not gonna like this. And I said this to a guy who was a Kobe fan. He got mad at me. I was talking shit the day he died. But I wasn't talking shit because I don't have emotions either. <laughs> I was just saying the reality of stuff. And I was like, well, he made a poor choice. Yeah. And I guarantee you he made that same choice many other times. Guarantee you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know, but I can bet that he did. So this is the thing. Now they file a lawsuit. His wife filed a lawsuit against the company. Yeah. So, this is the thing. If they settle out of court, and something happened that nobody wants to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and number two, they want to take the case out of Los Angeles County because they don't feel they're, the people that are being the defendants are going to get a fair shake there. Ah, uh, yeah. Because his wife is going to protect his legacy at all costs. But let some information come out that Kobe was the one to say and do what he did. It's going to immediately change everyone's perspective. They'll probably still revere him, but they're going to be like, damn, Kobe, why'd you go up there then? Yeah. So now when you place blame on someone else, a la LeBron James, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Now, look what happened when Kobe had to confront his shit. Look what happened when LeBron had to confront his shit. Yo, Kobe confronted that shit. I give him props for that. He did, but LeBron ran. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yo, he he went to another team. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Problem is, 
Is that insane? Like, hey, I made a choice. I want to go to team. I wanted to win. Yeah. But everyone has this so this fixation on him, all this bullshit. But then he played into the whole bad guy theme. Didn't like it. Left Miami. Had Pat Riley go, who the most gangster motherfucker in the NBA, go all the way to fucking Las Vegas with a bottle of wine, and LeBron acted like he didn't want to talk to him from what I've read, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then it's like, nigga, you had me come all the way out from Miami to here with this wine, and and to give me this bullshit. Yeah, I bet you Pat Riley want to beat the fuck out of him with that oh, bottle yeah. of wine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But because LeBron's been told he's been great all his life, he's been a piece of shit. No one's ever challenged him. Exactly. They enabled it. Exactly. But yeah. he got. But when he got to Miami, he got challenged hard because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, this is how you do he this shit. Couldn't face it. Yeah, and then he bounced. You know, yeah. he, he took those things. I gotta go. I, I like it, but I don't like it that much. Now let me go back somewhere where I can be me 100. percent So the point is, it's just like, yo, people will do whatever it takes and tell themselves whatever they need to hear in order to survive. I think Chappelle said it's like, if the stakes are everything, you'll tell yourself whatever you need to hear in order to survive. Everything I say is the truth, and that's a lie. And that's the motherfucking truth. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yo, our brains are built to do one thing and one thing only. Help us survive. That's it. And your brain, when you get... And that's what Ron's brain does. His brain walks away from this like oh nope can't do this yeah he, run, and, he, run. And, he, and he and he it's and that's what he does now i guess if it's right or wrong i don't know you know what i'm saying but that's what it is oh boy's brain when something that confronts him attacks him he attacks right the fuck back and then denies 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 <laughs> and he goes down with the ship yeah that's how i used to be yeah i remember like like oh uh, i ever got caught out you know my girl reads some texts I used to do the Richard Pryor joke. It's like, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's basically what yeah. it is, man. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, it's just the space. The, the I bring them up, bring these guys up as an example. It's like, but these are the guys we revere. We don't see their come-ups. We see them when they're, when they're stars. You know what I'm saying? Someone like me, hopefully people can see my come-up. Mm-hmm. And they can be like, yo, I was a part of that. Yeah. You know, and... That's the thing. A lot of these young people, they just they are born into LeBron being great, so they don't know what the, anything else is like. Yeah. You know. Um, but at the same time, but when I try to question his behavior, they think I'm questioning him as a basketball player. It's like, no, that's a boring conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's a performance like anything else. Yeah. Like you're performing athletically, mm-hmm. but it's all of it. Like he doesn't play basketball all the time. Like mm-hmm. that's a part of who he is. But yeah. then there's the other 23 hours of the day. Right. And 21, I, however much he plays. Exactly. I remember the whole yeah. narrative once was him and his mother, then Delonte West allegedly had sex with his mom, and then, boom, that's the last we heard of her. <laughs> when was the last time you heard about LeBron James' mom? Unless she was doing some ratchet shit. You know what I'm saying? That they tried to cover up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fair the enough. manicured image between him, Jordan, Kobe, yeah. all these guys. It's like, yo, we're fucking following lies man yeah <laughs> you know that's why all my heroes and sheroes are fucking drug addicts yeah my my the reason one of the reasons why I wanted to do comedy Lenny Bruce died of a heroin overdose on the side of a toilet Richard Jenny one of my favorite comedians the only comedian I've ever cried for when they died put try to put a couple bullets in his head but didn't do it right Ah, that's the worst. And the reason why he and the reason why from what I told when I, when I was read and I was told from what I was read is that he didn't have the career that he wanted. He wanted Jerry Seinfeld's archetype. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. But if you Richard ever watch... Richard Jenny did? Yeah, Richard Jenny did. But Why? Richard... He did, but he did. Yo, but if you ever watch a big Steven Powell of me, it's yeah. better than anything that 
Fuck did, yeah. yeah, it was better than anything that, in my opinion, yeah, that Jerry Seinfeld has done. Yeah, you know, outside of Seinfeld. I uh, yeah, you know? I, I watched yeah. Yeah, you know, and I saw Seinfeld live. Mm-hmm. I saw watched an hour. It was great, joke writing. Yeah, excellent, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, dude. And he even it. talked about his family at the end, which he normally doesn't do. He's trying to talk about his life more, which is nice. But, but yeah, it's like dude. big steaming pile of memes. I only watched it once or twice, and good, brilliant shit, man. Yeah. I try to encapsulate some of what he did because yeah. it's just like one of the jokes he said is like you know something about going to strip clubs like but what would you do when you go to a, you know like when you're on a first date he's just like look I'm gonna let you know <laughs> that whenever you turn your back <laughs> I'm gonna be running to every dirty stripper spot that I can go to <laughs> that's just me that's what I do <laughs> but when he did that joke I was like yo that's the truth I remember seeing that 2005 man I had to have been like 22 seeing that shit I'm like yo this dude's a fucking monster <laughs> you know what I mean and then like uh, and then like, a couple years later he killed himself and I was like that's how much a big Steven pile of me has meant to me yeah it was it was it, it, like, you asked my girl like like she, she like yeah he was very sad like when Richard Pryor passed in 05 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my friends called me and was like Rob you okay you know, Richard Pryor died I was like yeah he, he was on his way out anyways you know what I'm yeah. saying you know the thing that hurts the most is that life took his mouth away from him uh of the MS yeah. you know and um, that dude was still on stage though with the MS but that's what I mean like yo what are we really watching man what are we seeing from anybody anymore yeah like yo what's real what's fake man we don't know we don't know man and that's the tough part and that's why when I did A60 I think people got a chance to see someone who's just not gonna lie to them yeah it's very honest streaming now on rapsonfestcomedy.com oh yes five bucks <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> You no, know? but that that was honest and cutting and all all that, and it was good comedy too. Yeah, like that's and what it, I I think I made this distinction to you at one point or another, but the the, the like the traditional sense of the word comedy, meaning a, 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 as opposed to a tragedy, like your special your comedy is an actual comedy because yes. it's about you and, and your daughter learning and living and experiencing, and and trials and this that, and the other thing, but then like a lot of so-called comics around they're doing tragedies they're talking about how miserable they are how they don't learn they make the same mistakes but yeah I mean, like like watching 860 was inspirational I appreciate you like man. you hear it and you're like oh man like this guy like figuring it out and like, and, 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 I, and the thing is I realized I realized right before I went on stage yeah. too because I was super nervous I haven't performed in five months I got all these papers I got these note cards and <laughs> shit I'm trying to see and I'm like yo Rob this is not you and the only reason why because like my writing I can't do my writing that way. Yeah, I know. So it's like, Rob, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do this. <laughs> you know, like, why are you psyching yourself out? You're an idiot. You know how to, you know you know how you do your thing. All right, quit being a quit trying other shit. I know. I remember uh, I saw you with all the pieces of paper on the floor, just like crumpled up. Yeah, threw like, them on the floor. I tried to take a picture. I thought it'd be cool to just see like a yeah. pile of paper, and then the flash went off. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed the other night when oh, we were in here. Oh no, no I remember. You were yeah. so zoned in. I remember I just like. I was sitting right here. I like took a picture and the flash. Went yeah, off. I saw that. No, that was fun. I would have been mad. I don't. I wouldn't have been mad. I no. just. I. Yeah. I. I feel, like I love taking candid pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I, if I know that after the picture's taken, they knew that I was trying to take a candid, then I feel like it's not a candid. But, you know, I'm so used yeah. to getting candids taken of me that I can I know how to, like, just block it yeah. off. You know, See, I'm, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I, like, I used to call it, like, a Snapchat sense. Like, anytime <laughs> I feel a camera on me, mm-hmm. like, people have tried to sneak pictures of me, and I look right over. Like, I know I know when I'm being watched. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Very sensitive oh. to it. Security cameras. All that shit, yeah. yeah. That's why I do this all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you, you know, like, damn, I can't get one of Rob when he's not doing this. You know, like very rarely you see me not giving the middle yeah. finger. You know, but when I, that's what I mean. Like, and I like I had a handful of comedians hit me up, man, and they're all and a lot of other different artists that watched it. And they're yeah. like, "Yo, congratulations!" All I did was give it a name, to be honest with you, and it made it into something. Yeah, you know, we had like fifty people streaming at once, um, which is good. Damn, nice. You know, and then, <laughs> mom called. <laughs> yeah, and my mom called. That was so funny. Yeah, dude. Like, I tell you what, the thing that hit me the most out of the whole thing was just the fact that the first time I performed in five months. And I missed it. Like, you don't realize how much you miss it yeah. until you're back there again. You're thrusted back into that situation. And I was so emotional because I was like, man, I fucking... An audience are the only people that have never lied to me. They're, they're, yeah. The audience is probably the most um, positive, comforting, loving relationship I've had in my life most consistent relationship I've had yeah. in my life that and was oh sorry no, no, no go ahead no, uh, I was gonna say that was one of the first things I noticed when I first started seeing you around as stuff like you immediately make a connection with the people sitting there and it's honest and genuine like cause the first time I saw you you were on stage mm-hmm. and I I felt an immediate shift and I was like the room just changed and this yeah. is a moment that is created that no one before him was able to do whether or not they were trying is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. You went, you tried it, and you did it. Yeah. And like I felt, and then I got to know you as a person, mm-hmm. and I was like, not only is he like this all the time, like you go around with the relationships and honestly, and uh, I, um, I don't even know, but like like you you do that, but you do it on stage, and it's almost immediate, and you can feel the comfortability. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I even got to a point where I see some people like copy my style in terms of I've what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it. Yeah. First, I, like, I told you, I saw one kid when you went up in the elbow room and you just like hung on the... Yeah. The, the, yeah. I saw someone doing that later. I was like, okay. Yeah, so you're paying attention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it, but it's not like it's... But yeah. it's not like I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trademarking the shit. It's no, just... No, no. But, but I know it's just... Yeah. It's just for me what it needs to be done in that moment to yeah. create a connection. Sometimes it got to a point where I got I got mad at the microphone at one point where it's like, yo, this thing's getting in the way of me connecting with people. <laughs> yeah. That's when I started dropping the mic and started doing that or just doing it like like people on the stream got mad, not get mad, but they couldn't hear me because I kept doing that. Yeah. So which I understood because we didn't have the lapel mic on. But I I appreciate you saying all that, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like I think people want the truth. Yeah. And when oh yeah, yeah, when Chappelle especially did it, today. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. It, <laughs> Because it's like, yo, like, we're being lied to everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're being either, we're being marketed to every, like, not lied to. Forgive me. But being, yes, no, but, I would but, go with lied to. But I would but, say lie, but the reason yeah. why I say not 100%, because this is a different form of lie, yeah. we're being marketed to yeah. so much. Yeah. Like, my daughter sees so many ads. Our viewership is a commodity. Yeah, dude. It's no longer about right. honest expression. It's about right. ad revenue. It, uh, it's all it is, man. Yeah. Like, I eventually I'll get to an age where they'll stop trying for me mm-hmm. because I'm already brand loyal to shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And by then, it's just like, all right, well, I'm done, dog. I got my own shit. I'm straight, you know? And and I've been yeah. sensitive to that since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom would buy me shirts like Nike, Adidas, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't, I didn't want to be a billboard. Yeah. I was walking, I was always very sensitive, like, plain black shirt. I got, like, six of these. Yeah. I wear the plain black. Or got, plain white. Yeah, man. Exactly. I have like, two shirts with patterns on them, mm-hmm. and they're both Frisbee. Yeah, see? So yeah, one's no. a team I played on, the other one's the New York Empire, which is the local pro team. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's I know what you're it. talking about. Yeah, because I remember them when I used to live in the city, so I know exactly. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, trust me, man. I know what's good, yeah. But I said, like, yo, that's, that's why I wear my own shit. Yeah. Like, when I, like, some of the pictures when I see, like, the mask logo, the shirt logo, the hoodie logo, and then my pants with the logo on it, I, I was like. Pants. I want to buy those pants so bad. Yo, you know what? They're, like, I found out, like, they're, t- like, they cost me 28 bucks, cost me 28 bucks, so I got to make a profit off. So that means yeah. I probably have to charge them, like, probably charge, like, 40, 35 yeah. or 40, 40 for them. 40. 40, yeah. But, dude, nice. yeah, dude, they were comfortable as shit. And then I, yeah. and then the picture I took with Sant, he's, he brings it up every now and then. It's, like, probably one of my favorite pictures ever. Yeah, because I like I'm wearing all my own shit and I look cool <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> but then I thought about it it's like damn man like I'm very lucky cause I don't like you know I have a lot of like now I'm just gonna change colors and you know get brighter colors and shit like that but now I don't wanna wear anything that doesn't have my logo on it yeah the only thing is I just don't have enough of it yet to build that wardrobe yeah. just yet but taking that Kino White move yeah but, I, but I've <laughs> always but you know what though I've always yeah. and Kino definitely yeah, put me on to that oh, too yeah, like yeah. he definitely helped fortify that but I've had that logo since 2012 oh yeah I just started using it three four about four years ago five mm-hmm. years ago maybe yeah. like I started giving the shirts away or selling them once I got sued that was two years ago <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so it's like I've only been using my own shit for I would say a little over almost yeah about two years now Yeah. you know what I'm saying so like and then now like you know the embroidered stuff and the, the you know what I mean like I I love New Balance that's what I want to rock because of my feet but I like these Cortezes that I got on because my, my bad feet but these make my feet feel comfortable to a point but that's the thing. It's just like now I have such a respect for branding and what people do. Like I don't want to wear anyone else's stuff anymore. No. You know, like and dude, the logos don't. Well, I appreciate like, you. I man. love it, and it's so you. Like I love that it was like the poster, mm-hmm. and I know in the promo with the lighting and when it cuts to black, it's not really black. It's just your hair. Like yeah, that was sweet. Oh, appreciate. That was all yeah. Ed. That was all Ed. So the director of the sh- of the show, man. That, like, Yo. Oh. oh yeah, like, dude, eight sixty. Oh yeah, dude. Like, so like the one thing I took away from that is like the people that saw the production of it, and when they walked in, they were like, "Yo, what the fuck is happening?" Here? Like, like people were like pleasantly surprised. Like, what, what were you thinking when you walked in, dude? I so I showed up, all the chairs obviously chalk circles around them. Mm-hmm. First thought was like, you know, SpongeBob when they had the uh, the uh, the sea bear circles. Right. I was like, it's a COVID circle. Like I'm good. But then I saw the the lights and the cameras, and I was sitting right in front of the cameras. Uh-huh. They're like right behind me. I was like, dude, this is like legit. I remember telling Amber, she's like, I know. And I was like, no, 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 this is like they got a tent. They have like switchboards and lights and screens, and like this is like real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. It was bananas. And then they were so everyone there was so professional. I was like, you guys need help with anything? So I always try to offer, you know, if anyone yeah, needs of course, anything. of course. And they're like, they're like, no, no, we got it. And I was like. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then even afterwards, I was like, "You guys need help with anything?" And they're like, "Yeah, if you just go over there, like we got it." And I was like, "Yeah, bingo." And then Liz, we were all kind of standing around, and they were like, "All right, now you guys need to move further." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Liz was like, "Let's pack up these chairs." Yeah. So we stacked the chairs, yeah. and like that whole team you had was totally professional. Yeah. Like they were all uh, 
yeah. top notch. Yeah, they were ready to go, man. Yeah. Those, those dudes, they were ready to go. And I yeah. haven't seen the stream yet myself. Uh, mm. I do want to watch it because I want to see what it was like on the. Oh on yeah, the stream, yeah, definitely. No, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm excited to see how it turned out on screen because live it was killer. Oh cool, yeah. No, I'll, yeah. I'll hook you up with it. I'll send you the link for it. Yeah, okay, I got thanks. you. I'll send you the link for it. Yeah, but look, I appreciate it, man. Like tell you, yeah. like the A60 show, man. Because oh shit, I'm just, I forgot to go pick up my wife soon. But the A60 show was just something else, man. Like, um, oh yeah, no people are asking you still. Oh shoot. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, like, the A60 thing, man, I just wanted to do something. I just wanted to say, yo, I did that. And that was yeah. it for me. To me, I was like, yo, I did that. I'm very small of a scale and a regional scale. I was like, yo, I did that. And now that it's over. Like, dude, you sold out. There were people there yeah. trying to get tickets day of. Amy streamed alive online. People okay. were still buying it. There were, people, there were people in the windows. On, yeah. on the sides of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, the one dude looking over the fence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, people wanted to know yeah. what the fuck was going on. Yeah. So it was like a block party-ish type of deal. But, it was. But yeah, like I, I feel like it's over. But I'm, that material isn't done, though. I'm still yeah. going to use that material oh, like, sure, until yeah. it really, you know, on a, a different level of it. But, but there's a sense of finality to it. Like, there's no pressure anymore now. Like, I feel like the pressure's off. You know? well, I mean, you spent a while, you know, getting ready for that, preparing for it, and then, like, a lot of tension, and now you can kind of yeah. relax, do a little, you know, stuff here and there, and then... Totally, man. Yeah. And, yeah, man. I guess, it, I, like I said, I was crying about it, because the connection, like, you know, when I was up there, man, I wasn't dad, I wasn't a, I wasn't a boyfriend, I wasn't a teacher, I wasn't any of those things. I was just Rob fucking Santos, man. Oh, no, actually, I wasn't even Rob. I was whatever I had to be in that moment. And that to me was spectacular, knowing that I could be that person, yeah. like that. I will, ne I will never forget that. And the best part was the little kids that four kids, four black kids, yeah. see a person that looks like them on stage, seeing all the stuff that I run with the production value, with everything. Yeah. And like, yo, like, to me, that's that's changing the mindset yep. of who we are and what we do. And. We can go on CT Comics and complain about the bringer shows all we want. And then I present them with information like, well, this is what you can do. Mm. But we don't want to because our emotions want us to be upset. We want someone to take responsibility for the choices. We want someone to like take whatever responsibility for that bullshit because we were hurt by it. And we, ha and we can't let it go. So now you have a high contingent of people that are doing that shit, but ain't nobody saying anything. Like, yeah. all right, yeah, bring your show suck. Okay, what are we talking about here? Yeah. And then I bring up, well, this isn't this. Well, you can do it this way. Make, you know, make the model right. And but they don't. But there's a lot of guys that don't want to take that and run with it because either they didn't come up with themselves or they're the guys running the shows. I don't know. All I know is that I'm trying to mix Chappelle and Kevin Hart. Chappelle with his ability, prior with their ability, Kevin Hart with his business acumen. Yeah, oh yeah. And how can I link those two together? Because once I sign with someone and they sign with and they want to sign with Raggedy Rob, whoever's a part of Raggedy Rob would be put on with it. That's true empowerment. Yeah. A lot of guys just slept around, chasing like I remember watching this shit when I first came when I came to Connecticut, man, I just remember like I don't feel like chasing money everywhere. 
$100 here, 50 bucks there, whatever there. It's like, I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, I want to get my material up unless I'm going out there for a purpose. Yeah, I like to get paid doing it, but there's got to be something different to this. I saw guys, I remember guys just like, oh, Rob, you got to make a DVD and sell it. It's like, no, I don't want to do that because I don't want it to be shit. So I waited and waited and waited and waited and boom, my opportunity came. It's like, if we got it, we want things so fast, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, I've i been very patient in my career and, you know, doing A60 was great. Look, at we're sitting, we're sitting in my office shit. where I run my workshop, hopefully having this dumb idea night, um, you know, and that to me is empowerment. I got a friend of mine that's like, hey, if you want to go to a place and record your videos, you can use my space. It's available to you. That's why I have it. I'm not yeah. going to charge anyone rent if I, until I get to that space where I might want to or need to if, I, if I'm going to work a deal out with someone. Yeah, yeah. However, it's just like, yo, if cats want to come in here and just chill and vibe and respect my space, I'm all for it. Yeah. I work nine to three. I'm not here like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But until I can leave my day job and focus 100% on my company, then I'm looking forward to doing that. But I can't just yet. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, too, it's like, the um, the director of my of the job I worked with, the main guy, um, friended me on Facebook. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, he's like the executive director or something like that. And then he bought a sixty pre-ordered, it, and then he watched it with his wife. <laughs> and his wife, he's a white, he's an older white man, yeah. and his wife, I believe, was of Haitian descent. And his daughter, because he sent me a message on Facebook saying, my daughter's beige. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yo, keep being unique, keep being yourself. And I sent him an email, work email, saying, hey, man, I'm just here at work. I just thank you so much for watching and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he was like, yo, you're great. You know, we'll work something out with the workshop because he wants me to do it there too. But it's a conflict of interest. So I might have to quit in order to work something out with them, which I can see happening. Be that as it, so with that being said, he mentioned my name in the manager's meeting for all the managers that work at these, that run these houses. And he talked about race relations. And he opened up and he, he actually talked about his Haitian wife. And he talked about his daughter to the group of managers. And most of them, some of them didn't even know that he had a Haitian wife. Wow, yeah. But this man watched 860, got comfortable enough with his constituents to open up to them in a way that no one expected. And my show was a catalyst for that. Yeah. Man, if that's not what real truth is, I don't know what is, man. You know? Yeah. So I ain't gonna try to lie to nobody, man. But that to me meant everything to hear that from him. Because he's been a big advocate for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, sort of bring it back, I guess, before we have to go, but yeah. like, yo, if you're a comedian out there and you're angry, then talk about it on stage. If you're a comedian out there and you're insecure, then talk about it. If you're a comedian that's being fucked with by other guys, talk about it. Whatever is happening to you, talk about it. Quit trying to tell jokes that you think are funny. Start saying shit that you feel is funny. Even if it isn't funny. Because that will go a long way more than anything else. So that's how I roll. That's what works for me. And I'm grateful for it so far. Now it's on to the next one. You're only as good as your next show. <laughs> That's the fucking thing. Fair enough. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming. I know you got to go. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, I gotta go pick up my person, my wife person, and come back here. We can do our dumb idea night. Great. You got any plugs? <laughs> oh shit. Go shit to, what do you got? Just go to Rob Um, you know, I got my old workshop, my each one teach one workshop. Um, it's probably not. I'm probably gonna push it back. The dates, but it's supposed to start on the 23rd of um, August and then the 27th of August. I'm not, if I get enough people, hopefully I can, I can start it. But yeah, go on my website, click on the link, click on the portion which says workshops, and if you want to take my workshop, man, it's it's uh, 325, 50 dollar buy in, you know, for Worth our deposit. Every dollar, taking it twice. Well, I appreciate. Yeah, do, do it. Yeah, uh, do it now you. before it's more. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I might drop it to 25, just 25 yeah. bucks, and then leave it there. And then my returning students, I'm going to drop the price for them so that it's reasonable for them. Um, but, yeah, but that, to me, I feel like, you know, with the workshop, man, and we didn't get to the workshop, but it's, I feel like it's um, it's definitely something that's, and I appreciate you saying that it's worth yeah. it, and I believe that it is too, and especially what I did with Brooke Ferguson. Very proud of the work I did with her. Very proud yeah. of the work. Actually, I'm proud of the work I've done with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So if you want to do a comedy clip, people say, oh, you can't teach comedy. It's like, I'm not trying to teach comedy. But if you want to take a class or you want to be in an environment where you're surrounded by people who give a fuck mm. and you're surrounded by someone who does give a fuck, that, you know, um, then take my class. It's, it's, I believe it's worth it, too. Definitely. I, yeah, I learned just as much from you guys as you guys do from me. <laughs> Each one, the, teach one. All day, man. That's so it. I appreciate you, Miles.